Maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. We will find out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's Abs- kick. Yeah, yeah let's like one eighty-eight. Oh, I was. I, I well, we're Joshless essentially. So uh, yeah, for those that are joining and for our regular listeners and watchers, um, you're, you're stuck with just Adam and I today. So uh, it is episode one eighty-eight. Um, we are off the back of a. 3-3 thriller Anfield um so we'll, we'll try and keep this as chronological as we can but no no guarantees but uh how are you Adam good uh yeah it's this is going to be the podcast equivalent of um a Deserby team I think <laughs> it's just going to be chaos things good might happen things bad might happen but yeah w- without the main man Josh but uh hey what a weird start um you go to Anfield. I think everyone collectively over the, the the month-long break that we just had, we probably all sat down and thought to ourselves, Trossard will score a hat-trick at Anfield. Like that was the obvious thing that would happen. Uh, yeah, go 2-0 up immediately and then end up with a six-goal extravaganza. What, what an insane... I, I genuinely don't even know where to start. I mean, we are recording this, what, 15 minutes after after the full-time whistle? Uh What's the overall thinking, Craig? What 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 just occurred over ninety five minutes? Well, we we sat here. What was it last week? And we we went through a, a huge timeline of the Zerbian. At the end, we all said, "Well, this is going to be exciting. Um, you know, this is going to be fun." Um, and I guess a, a bit of a TLDR was just like, "Yeah, we're still going to get counted, but it is going to be really fun, and it's going to be risky, risky football." And um, that's exactly what we saw today. Um, I think we'll, we'll obviously go through it. And I think t- team-wise, um, you saw one change. Obviously, Mwepu was uh, hospitalised over the over the last week or so. Yeah, so um, what happened there? Us, yeah. I have n- no clue. I mean, obviously, well wishes to, to him. I hope it's not as serious as it sounds. Um, but very little information coming out of there, which kind of doesn't help. Um, but I hope he's all good. But yeah, obviously, a stupid man comes in for, for Mwepu. Um, and you set up in that three five two and so he he sort of said in the press conference he wasn't going to change too much and and he didn't change too much at all i didn't think he meant literally um but we we started with a three five two um to try and counteract their their high press and thoughts on on that team and and any changes um but it it seemed to work straight off the bat obviously yeah and and I think we all have to i know there's been a lot of tweets that have gone around during the game and various sort of well-respected individuals that know way more about tactics than I do. Um, talking about Deserby ball and blah, blah, blah. And we're seeing all of this. To me, this felt very much like this was, this was a Potter team. This is a Potter game. Uh, and we saw elements of what Deserby wants to do. But I also don't think we saw even close to probably what he hoped uh, we were going to be able to do because of, I think probably that Liverpool press was a bit of a, a shock to him. I'm not sure how often he's seen that kind of pressing intensity in 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 Italy or or the Ukrainian league. But I'm going to go as far to assume as not very often. Um, Team wise, it made a lot of sense, right? I think it's just you come in. He's basically had what two weeks. He speaks okayish English, um, but the, you know we saw at the press conference. I think it has a cap on it, doesn't it? it has a ceiling on it right now. So what what can a guy do on a training? session with international duty over a two-week period when he speaks a bit of do we call it the queens anymore i don't even know the kings um (laughs) not a ton but it certainly started out it was just it was a i think liverpool was stunned in my opinion it was more of a case of liverpool forgetting they were playing a football game uh than it was deserby coming out and doing deserby ball yeah Uh and like you said, it, it felt very much like a, a Potter team still. And I know people are not going to like to hear that. But, you know, as you said, the guys had two weeks with a very limited squad, bearing in mind that 13 of them were out on international duty anyway. So, you know, you're, you're working with a, a partial squad there and trying to implement your ideas. That's obviously going to take time. Um, but it's just testament to how good this squad is from a talent perspective that, you know, a, a new manager comes in, wants to implant their ideas, is, is trying to the best of his ability with his limited language skills at the moment. Um, but you're right, some of that, and I think it's more of a case of, okay, we came out the traps okay, but the first 25 minutes is about as good as I've seen us. Um, 
but also that is at the detriment of Liverpool's defence. Um, so uh, the first goal, first and foremost, is just clinical from uh, a Trossard that seems to be really enjoying his football. Um, but again, just that that counter press uh, around what we're doing. And, and I said to you guys in the chat as well when we were talking through it, was as soon as you get through that high press, they were at sixes and sevens at the back anyway. Um, and you saw that in the fourth minute. You saw that in the... 18th minute whenever we we, we scored the second but it, it seemed like Liverpool really didn't know what to do once we got through it yeah and that's been hallmarks of Liverpool season so far hasn't it and um I'll go as far to say is the first and it's funny to say the first two goals when we're talking about an away day uh, at Anfield um but the first two goals that felt like you know, we were I mean in dreamland you saw the intricacies of the direct passing play of, of Deserve. You're you're absolutely right. You get the ball up the pitch, and then I think it was Mac got the ball down. Welbeck uh, had it, and then made a nice little pass through to Trossard, and then Trossard was really composed with his finish in the oh, it was a bottom right hand corner, wasn't it? Yeah. Allison didn't really have an ability to to do much on that one. Side note on that though, if it wasn't for Allison. I think we probably had five goals today, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not an exaggeration. Um, and and those little passing triangles that you start to see, we're going to see a lot more of those once Deserby gets more of a grip on this team because that's what he wants. But he doesn't just want them up at the far end of the pitch. He wants them starting from the back. And you saw us try to attempt some of those, and we'll we'll dig into those in a little bit. But there was some uh, mixed success, let's say there, especially with our, our favourite Spaniard in goal. Um, but yeah, what a what hell of a first goal, hell of a move. Yeah, and it's the, the perfect start, right? You you go to Anfield. It's a notoriously loud crowd. You know they're going to get on the back very quickly. Um, so so to get that first goal is as ruthless as it was as well. And um, just just sets you up. And they it was more a testament to the players and obviously the idea of those triangle passes, I think we'll we'll sort of dig into it as we go chronologically. But you could see the impact straight away that those fizzed in passes towards Welbeck and towards the wingers and being able to trap that ball. Um, I saw in the first 15 to 20 minutes, there's just a direct middle middle ball right there, like straight through the center circle. Um, and it seemed to be causing them problems. And um, where actually we were going through the center and then out to the wings, as opposed to just going directly out there, in which case it plays into that wing back versus wing back thing that we just don't want to do. Um, yeah. So it really worked. And then obviously it, it comes at the second goal as well. And again, another great finish. Um, and a lot of Solly March haters out there at the moment, but an amazing assist by him too. Um, and we talk about him a lot and, and Deserbi's also talked about him a lot. Um, but it, uh, again, another amazing intricate goal um, that is just finished by a, a very, a very, um, a very ruthless Trossard at the moment. I don't know if Solly March makes that pass under Potter. I know that seems like a really silly thing to say, but... I don't know if he was told to make that kind of pass under Potter. Like it was a different format of what we did in the final third, right? It, it wasn't immediately look for that cutting pass. We saw some of that at the start of this season, which is why you're seeing some of these amazing results. And we were talking about how have we turned a corner a bit and we've pieced some things together at the, at the final final third. But he took that touch was a, I think it was the outside of his foot to play that through to Trossard, and Trossard's probably has no idea what's going on in terms of like he's found himself directly through on goal twice in 15 minutes Anfield. And he's like, well, where's this been? Um, and not, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but when we did the deep dive on Deserby um, in the last episode, we did talk about how Trossard was probably the player or one of the players that we were most excited about on, under Deserby. Um and if, if we see him taking that role of, of some of the wingers and, and forward players that at Sassuolo that have made careers off the back of working under De Zerbi, I mean, we, we've seen good signs of that already. Just just astounding. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. I've, I've made it known that I'm a little bit of a Trossard fanboy anyway, so it kind of feels, <laughs> feels good for me right now. But yeah, I think it's also a testament to him as well because he obviously was getting a lot better under Potter and then was adapting and, and becoming a better, not a better player, but a more consistent player and doing it on a more regular basis. So um, 
to see him today. Um, and I think it's just around the the clinical element of, of today as well. And those special, yeah. those, those 15, 20 minutes was everything had a purpose. And when the, when the, the chance arose, it was, it was taken with a plomb, as they say. Uh, so first 20, 25 minutes, you're in dreamland, right? And um, the Zerbi still got a face of thunder somehow. Um, but, I didn't you know, think he understood what was going on. He's like, yeah, is this what yeah. happens? So uh, I, I, he must have thought this Premier League is a walk in the park. Um, yeah, exactly. You, you get to that 20, 25 minute mark and, and it starts to change. And there's a, a couple of reasons, in my opinion, for that. Um, the, the refereeing was a little bit dodgy. Uh, and also we kind of just stepped off a little bit. So um, your thoughts on the second half of the first half? Yeah, well, yeah, first 20, 25 minutes was just un- unreal football. Um, yeah. And even between the Trossard goals, it seems so silly saying this, between the two 15-minute Trossard goals, uh, he even had another chance where arguably there should have been another goal. Yeah. There. Like we, we truly could have been 3-4 up in that first 25 minutes. And before we get into that, the second half of the first half, uh, the, the other player that really stood out in, in some of those situations in, in a final third and someone that I wish had got a goal today was Danny Welbeck. Um, some of his play was stunning. Um, and he's, I really, I'm really excited to see what he does as, as being this sort of, not really even a number nine, but uh, he's, he's just going to connect the play so well going forward as he has done already this season. And, and he was really, really good. So unfortunate to get on the score sheet where, yeah, where it turned bad was in some ways, this, the signifier was SD opinion getting booked for a delayed throw in, which <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if I've seen a referee give a yellow card for a delayed throw in within 30 minutes of the start of a game. That's, that's, um, a, that's a warning all day. I, I, who does that? Like, what are you? What, are you trying, what point are you trying to prove there? And and it really was some terrible refereeing, but unsurprising. But that the the final twenty twenty five minutes of the first half, it was unfortunate because the, we all just decided the players all decided let's just hold this lead. Um, and Liverpool's press went crazy, and they pushed up and pushed up, and we had no opportunities to play out of the back. So anything that deserves we spent the last two weeks drilling the defence into, which we know everything that he's done in his career up until this point is, you're going to delay, you're going to slow down the play at the back, you're going to let the opposition come on to you and you're going to find a pass, you're going to make a nice two, three little passes uh, between the defenders and the defensive midfield pivot that drops in and we're going to go. None of that happened. We did the delay part, the Liverpool players pressed, and then we could never find the first or second pass at all. And that just meant Liverpool just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Yeah, it, it, you, you felt a little bit rushed, the lack of options. Um, you know, there's, there's that, that, that definitely happened. Um, I think it's, it's just more of a case of you, you can't keep that up for 90 minutes, but you would expect it to go beyond 30 for sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it did seem like panic stations. Um, you, you get that sort of cynical refereeing as well where things don't yeah. seem to be going your way and and we can we can talk about that um but it it culminates in in a goal and um, which is borderline on side and um, thoughts on that you know I, I, it was one of those ones where i could if they'd have said that um salah's shoulder was offside i could have agreed with that it's one of those ones where if it's us, you go, it's onside, and it's them, yeah. it's it's offside. Uh, it was the only slight thing for me was the fact that normally they side with whatever the initial ver- like verdict is on the pitch, and they didn't. They thought there was enough clear and obvious evidence to overturn the offside flag that came up. I'm not necessarily sure there there was that, but I mean, the number of inconsistencies in VAR is the only consistency with VAR, so uh, I'm not exactly <laughs> shocked. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. Exactly what I thought as well is that if that's given against you, then you're you're aggrieved, right? So you know you, you win some, you lose some in that respect. But annoying from our perspective that you let that happen just before halftime. Um, so you you go through this uh, this roller coaster of emotions during this first half where you think you should be three four nil up. Um, Welbeck's had a header save. Trossard's had another good shot saved. 
um, to a point where you're actually only going in 2-1 up. And- Tell me that's not potable. Tell me we're not still a Grand Potter side with that feeling. How many times yeah. have we felt that? A pure transition at the moment. So uh, so you, you go in and like you said in, in our group chat, you're you're angry that we're 2-1 we're up because it feels like it should be more. And you've come to Anfield and you've, you've dominated a large part of that game. And yet your only reward is 2-1. Um, and you're then starting to thinking this is going to be a nervy 45 minutes um, because that, that tends, that tends to happen. It's the nature of the game. Um, so, you know, we're at half time. We've had the best of the, of the game. Like everyone's singing your praises. Everyone's saying, you know, brilliant. Um, but then for me, Luis Diaz comes on um, at, at half time and gives them that extra dimension. And we, we can talk about him, but this is an Albion podcast. Um, but, for me, he changed that when he had a different attacking option up front with that out-and-out winger that was attacking Feltman and, and strapping it back. Uh, changed the game completely. And um, it was Firmino's, the, the goal that came relatively quickly after that, right, which I'm sure is our, as our next part, so we might as well talk about it here. Mm. Um, it, it, that was Diaz, right? Um I'll, I'll, I'll say the one fault that I'll, I'll lob the way of the Zerbi is to me coming in from that at the half time, it, there was an inevitability about Liverpool getting back in the game after they got that first goal. But I would even say if they didn't score that goal in the first half, they might have been even more furious and come out even more attacking. Point mm-hmm. being is I would have loved to have seen a slightly different approach from Deserby coming out in the second half. Maybe he tried that and he just wasn't able to instill it, but it didn't feel like a different Brighton approach to the start of the second half for me. It felt like, all right, Jürgen, do what you're going to do to us and we'll see what happens. And he did. Diaz came on, the game changed. They completely took it by the scruff of the neck. And the the second and then invariably the third was almost a guarantee for me. Mm. Yeah, I I think... Obviously, Firmino getting a brace as well with the, the second goal. Um, classic counter-attack that we uh, know and hate. Um, but again, those sort of things that we pointed out last week and, and this sort of deserve ball that we're talking about is that counter-attacking is an issue with this philosophy that Potter and the Zerbi share. Um, so again, something that we've seen far too often. It looks like it's going to continue, is it not? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, they're, they're one of the biggest bugbears, and but it, it, it's the downside to to um, to playing productive, ag- aggressive attacking football. You don't get to just do that all the time and look like sort of Brazil of the nineties. Like you know, there is a downside here. Um, the 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 second goal, uh, it's a tough one. That Firmino just absolutely murked Lewis Dunk. There's, there's no doubt about that. There yeah, were three guy. defenders in the vicinity of, of Firmino, and he just sidestepped and just planted the ball in the back of the That was a that was a toughie. And then I suppose if, we, if we're talking about Deserbi, uh, uh, I guess philosophies and some downsides with the counter attack. The other is what we talked about before was how well does the does this personnel? How well do these players fit into what Deserbi wants to do? So I suppose that probably should in some ways bring us on to uh, Sanchez and Bobby in between the sticks because there are a couple of passes in the first half where Sanchez got under pressure and I think there was one, didn't it bounce off a Liverpool player? And mm, it yeah, ter- yeah. terrified me. We said you'd be terrified. that We said this would happen. That there should be no surprises here. But hasn't, I feel like I, maybe I've created this in my memory. But hasn't Sanchez done the horrible punch own goal like not that long ago? Didn't didn't this happen? Right. I think so. Uh, I don't know if anyone can direct us towards the exact game, but I remember seeing it before where he's completely missed it. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's uh, that's a tough one. Um, and uh, that was the one where you kind of you're sat two two. And you think to yourself, can we make some changes here to, to do something? Can we stop this pressure from Liverpool? They push up, they get a corner, and you shoot yourself in the foot. Um, Sanchez is completely within his rights to come out and actually claim that ball. And instead, he just flops sort of the edge of a fist on it. Adam Webster knows absolutely nothing about it. Uh, Mikey in the chat is 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 on the coach back from Anfield, 
He's got no voice left, but he's very pleased. Did Sanchez punch it in the back of Dan? Oh, yeah, back of Dan Byrne. Yeah. So we did it to Dan Byrne. This time the victim was Adam Webster. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. But I'm sure we'll also talk about shortly is the other side of, of Robert Sanchez, the classic Jekyll and Hyde Sanchez, where he pulled off an astounding save from a Trent free kick. Hey, like you said, it's that Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? And um, where, you know, and coming on to Sanchez, and I think just to elaborate on, you know, what we should expect from the team and those um, ideas of Deserby coming into play. Uh, you've, you've got Sanchez in a lot more uh, sort of precarious scenarios, shall we say, uh, where he does need to have that confidence. And we we know that he exudes confidence, almost to the point where we've said it's overconfidence at, at some points, where he thinks he has too much time or he trusts his ability so much that he gets himself into these situations. But we are going to see that more. And you are going to see that risk. You are going to see um, that sort of slower build-up play, even slower than, than we um, have been uh, taught to uh, expect in the last few years under this um, idea. Uh, so it, it's more around, okay, can Sanchez adapt to that? We know he's got a long ball in him and we know he can do that. We also know for the end of the game that he's an incredible shot stopper uh, in, in his ability. You saw that in the first half with Salah trying to curl it into the bottom corner. He actually held on to it as opposed to just pushing it away. So again, amazing at that side of the game. But when it comes to what we're trying to do and, and maybe what we can expect is he is going to be in those situations a lot more. Um, and Dunk, Webster, Veltman are also going to be in those situations. Um, not necessarily to the degree that we saw today. Um, Liverpool is a very high-pressing team. I think you're going to see that and the Man Cities, and that will be the worst you'll see in this league. But nevertheless, you need to you need to play against that and you have to expect that, that pressure. Uh, I thought he was a little bit shaky today uh, with his feet. Um, I mean, again, you, you have to play against what you're what you're playing against, but um, another, I say another mistake, but a, a mistake that we've seen before from Sanchez where he needs to come and claim that, or he needs to just sit back on his line and expect and, and maybe trust his defenders to clear that. But, you know, it's, it was, it was bad. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, and, and if it weren't, wasn't for the, the, the changes maybe that were made and, and the, the players that came into the game and the, the clinical finishing of a Trossard, we instead are talking on on this pod after the game about how Sanchez cost Sanchez cost us a point at Anfield. Um, Deserby sure as hell is thinking this too. By the way, I, I, the, every single player in this team is being evaluated at every training session and every game because Deserby hasn't had any transfer window. Stating the obvious here, but for him, he's been trusted with a decent contract here at this club, long term vision. If there are players that don't fit into his principles, he will replace them. Um, and this, I'm, I'm sounding really harsh on Sanchez. I'm a Sanchez believer, and I think he's a, a superb shot stopper, as we saw. If he can't get his feet together and he can't figure out a short passing, he will not be in this team. Um, because you do not hire a manager whose entire premise starts with build up play from the back and involves the goalkeeper if he's going to make mistakes that cost you the game, whether it's punching the ball or whether he's giving the ball away from a short pass. Um, we're not going to be doing, even though we saw it a lot today because of how Liverpool play, it's not going to be Sanchez picking long passes out anymore. That's Deserby won't want to see that. Um, so we'll have to see how this unfolds. It will be an interesting set of games here before we go into the, uh, into the World Cup and the January break to see whether he adapts. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... We all know what he can do. It, it's this. It, it isn't a case of you know Sanchez isn't good enough. He's plenty good enough, and you know the sky's the limit for him as well. At, at what twenty four years old? When we typically see goalkeepers play into their forties now, um, it, it's just around. There's a change in mentality and methodology here that he is going to need to adapt to. Um, and I think we spoke about that last week. And it's not just Sanchez. We're not. We're not just cherry picking Sanchez out of this. This is that a whole team perspective. Like you said, everyone. Um, Everyone's on guard and is being assessed with with every game and every training session that goes by. Um, so we'll we'll see how that sort of pans out. And I think it goes to the defenders as well, who you know, Deserbi's come out and said this is the most important part of the team because that is where the bulk of that work starts. Um, and we'll see. Uh, like I said, it, it isn't a, a Sanchez berating session here. He's exceptional. <laughs> um, 
He just kept us in the game right at the end. He kept us in the game. Exactly. So there's there's so, the other part of it. A, yeah, a point a point taken away and a point given. given. So it's uh, it, yeah. it is what it is. And, and again, just to, to end this one on a high note before we move on to to the third goal, is that about three minutes later he comes out and claims a high ball with with respective ease. So yeah, you know, there's 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 those sort of things where you just forget about what happened, just control what happens now. And and from then on out, he was stellar. You know, th- there's those sort of things where you have to take the good and the bad with these players. Um, so. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And, I, and if we're, if we're um, I want to bring up one of the things in the chat here, by the way, there's lots of chat messages. We are going to come back to some of them. Um, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but I'm going to show it on the screen for people that are here. <laughs> Basically saying that players on international duty, um, especially the South Americans, all played 90 minutes in two games just this week. I could tell they were tired. Um, yeah, and, and Naylor tweeted out about this, where Klopp made three subs within 60 minutes. Um, and Deserbi didn't twist until a little after that 65 minutes when Matoma came on for gross. So didn't actually even replace one of the players that played on international duty. Um, and that those those guys were McAllister, Caicedo, Estupinian, and Trossard, who, I'll be honest with you, didn't seem all that tired. Uh, but the others did get leggy. I, I do I do agree with you. Any, any thoughts there, Craig, on terms of, should Deserbi have made some changes a little earlier with, with some of those players? Mm, I mean, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? And um, it, It's more of a, a case that if, if we do want to protect these people, and I think, yeah, the, the, the chat's right. I'm sorry, I, I can't pronounce that either. But um, it, it's more around, yeah, these, these guys have been playing 180 minutes in the last two weeks, have, have flown around the world or, or in their respective countries. Um Maybe you do need to take that into account, but also you're going away to Anfield and you need your best 11 out there. Um, so could we have made changes sooner? That will always be a question. And, um, you know, we, we didn't make a change until we went 3-2 down. Um, you know, that that's when you you start to chase the game. Um, I think Matoma was the right choice. Um, I don't want to look too much into Gross being the first person being subbed off, um, given that he wasn't on international duty um, and is normally, you know, covering 12, 13 kilometers a game. Um, so there's very much a tactical switch with Matoma being very direct. Um, so I don't think Deserbi was very concerned about legginess um, or, or tiredness, should we say. Um, but again, in hindsight, hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? So, you know. Yeah. I I do, I do want to talk about that switch, though, that, that 65 yes. minutes, which because to me, this is where we got the point. Um, mm-hmm. finally, 65 minutes in, Deserby decides to say, you know what? Enough of this shit. Um, we're going to do something about it. Uh, with, we're 3-2 down. Gross comes off. Matoma comes on. I, I am impressed with Matoma each time I see him. And it sort of is increasing to a point where um, I think I'm going to sort of give him the Ballon d'Or in a few weeks. Uh, But to me, at a certain point, like what else does this guy need to do sooner or later to to be featuring the starting eleven? But the the other piece is we move to a four at the back. And and it was sort of, in some ways, a bit of a 4-4-2. I know Deserby's more of a 4-2-3-1 guy, but he couldn't have changed it too massively. Uh, we had Matoma come out, start to play on the left. Solly moved over to the to the right side of the, the midfield. Um, and then Trossard and Welbeck were up top. That then changed again, by the way, when we made some more substitutions. I think Solly ended up going to play at left back at one point um, when, when we brought on uh, Lalana. Um, this changed the game. The, Deserbi wants to play four at the back. Uh, and I know we had mixed success with four at the back under Graham, um, but it enhances that direct football for me. We got a lot more of the ball. Um, it opened up things a, a, a lot more in the game and you saw everything change. Tons more opportunities came out. Liverpool weren't able to press so much. Um, and frankly, it, it was the, the, the Matoma sub was the cause for the equaliser. So maybe we can dig into that a bit, Craig. Yeah, it, and you're right. It's... Firstly, Matoma, yeah, just give him all of the trophies now, if you like. And, you know, we're obviously okay with that. But like you said, it's that tactical switch and that mindset of changing. You know, you're 
you're 3-2 down, you're going to have to start chasing the game. That press of Liverpool is going to come off a little bit. Um, so you take one of those uh, those five in the midfield, you, you place four at the back, you're allowed your two wingers to then just attack and not worry too much about the defensive capabilities there. So it frees Matoma up to be that direct asset and, and to, to sort of run at Trent, who, by the way, was tragic today. Um, but we can... We could probably. Oh, let's, let's do it. Yeah, now. let's do it now. <laughs> uh, Trent cost Liverpool the first two games, uh, two goals, uh, and um, I tweeted that as soon as as soon as Trossard banged these in. Uh, I've I've not made it um, exactly a secret that I'm not a Southgate believer, um, but dropping Trent is the right move. He is he is not a right back. He should not be playing right wing back. Um, he just wants to be Beckham. That's okay, but he can't. He defensively, he's shockingly bad. Not only did he concede those two goals, basically he was at fault for the first two goals in some ways, in some capacity. There were a couple of other chances that we had in there where his poor defending really should have resulted in that third slash fourth goal for us. He was unbearably poor, much to yeah. our fortune. Yeah, uh, I think you know, you, you think that third goal as well came from that side as well. So, you know, there's, there's, the, it was a very bad day at the office for him. You can tell why he's been dropped even by Gareth Southgate, which is incredible. Um, so yeah. And, and like you said, that was, that was to our benefit. Um, you, you go with Matoma against Trent, um, who now has that freedom because he knows he has Estepinion behind him for well, all of a few minutes, but, um, you know, he was able to attack and not worry too much about the defence and made him look silly, to be honest. Um, he's so fast. He's so direct uh, and came up with the goods ultimately today. But that that tactical switch is what did change the game. You're right, for, for me as well. Uh, we were able to control a little bit more, be able to just set back and be able to actually have the ball. I know we, we talked about that in the chat as well, where, you know, we didn't seem to be even playing with the ball at, at, at some portions of the game. So allowed us to retain that possession and then create because we do have creative players um, and Matoma helped that. Yeah, there was a part in the game where just after he came on, he just danced around Trent and, and Salah like they weren't there. Um, it, you know, didn't result in anything. I think, I think it did, is that the one maybe that led to that unbelievable cross from McAllister that zipped across on the on the ground and uh, it was criminal that no one was on the end of it the old uh, the old corridor of uncertainty yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um the, uh, Josh isn't here but it would be remiss if we didn't at least support some of what was saying with some some stats Ooh. Trent is so bad that 42% of our build up play came down the left side 29% on the right just as a heads up, Simicass was playing left back for Liverpool. Um, so, like, no offence to him. But if you're then actually going to target all your play on the left-hand side, uh, despite that fact, you know Trent is not defensively astute. I guarantee that was all intentional. And they looked up, well, how bad Trent's been. And we're going to go, let's target this guy. And especially you saw that reinforced with the Matoma switch. Matoma, you're going to play here. We're going to double down on this. I think... Uh, and Pierre in the chat saying, totally deserved that equaliser. We're gonna, How many of these jokes are we going to see throughout the season? It's going to be a lot, isn't there? Yeah, we're going to see that. Uh, the, the one thing that did surprise me that clearly hasn't, outside of some of the long ball stuff, that, that it's not like we're not going to see long balls under Deserby, especially under pressure, but I think there would have been more than he wanted. There were certain portions of that game where um, it felt like we just were was so worried about playing around the bat that we just smashed the ball long. But the other thing that surprised me is Deserby's teams historically do not just play crosses into the box. They work around the box and then they cut inside and do those passing moves, pretty much kind of what we saw with the first two goals. So the fact that we started to throw in crosses from McAllister and Matoma's cross in as well, I, I don't know how much he will adapt his game to needing to play balls in or whether it was just a case of we got to do what we got to do because we're trying to claw one back and anything will work. But I'll be interested to see how that plays out because it certainly helped here. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be something we'll um, we'll see on a consistent basis under Deserby. Yeah, I I thought the same. Um, you you had you had the march across the world back where he should have scored in the first half. You you had the McAllister low cross, Matoma crossed it in. Wellback had another good header saved as well by Allison, who 
you know, to his to his credit, was very good today. Um, I think you're right. I think we are going to see less of those. If anything, we'll probably see more of those low whipped crosses in to try and get at that near post. Um, but I guess it, it's all a transition, right? You know, we, we're, we're still playing that game that we we are so used to for the last three years, and it is going to take time. Um, but when you go to Anfield and and you score three goals and you you don't lose essentially and just for 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 context and, and you know before this game we would have taken a point all right it's annoying that we went two 0 up and and you know dropped that but from our no doubt from from our perspective you know we're we're feeling a little hard done by but in reality you've you've gone to Anfield again and, and grabbed a point where actually we've looked competitive as well and um, this isn't a smash and grab this is we could have won this. Um, and, you know, we fully deserved that third goal with Matoma um, coming in from the left and obviously sweeping it in. Uh, Van Dijk has missed that. That's a, another defensive frailty that, that we may have seen from from that Liverpool team. Um, and Tressel puts it in for his, for his third and he, he takes the ball home. And that was, so that goal was scored on 83 minutes, right? So about just few, five minutes or less prior to that, was when the um, the move with Lalana coming on happened, right? I, I don't have the exact time in front of me. Mm. This is when we moved to Deserby's tactics. We we did move to the four two three one. March was playing left back. I think in an ideal world, right, that that would be a opinion if he if he was you know fit and and could play the ninety after international duty. Um, you you had. Uh, Trossard was out on the right. Matoma was obviously on the left-hand side. Warbeck up top. Lalana sat behind. And again, I think in a typical scenario, that's gross if you hadn't brought him off. That's the that's the setup we're going to see under De Zerbi. Um, And I liked what I saw there. And that, that, and that cross in, yeah, as you say, it was another Warbeck opportunity that... The, the, the fact that he missed it was just a dream for, for Leo, right? And he just slams it in. I, I'll be honest, I got a little nervous because it felt like it nearly went over. Um, and one of those ones where you just oh, go, how do you miss it? Uh, but unbelievable stuff. Yeah. And, it, and I think, like you said, we, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. We haven't got Josh to keep us on track today. So again, we're, we're Chaos a little, issues. little yeah. bit all, all over the gaff. But it, you you had that change with Lalana and his opinion. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, that means March goes from right midfield to left back. Um, and, and I think again, shows that versatility of, of March and being able to play in different positions and, and do that job. Um, but also, uh, it meant, yeah, you had Lalana on and, and you had more of those ideas of the Serbian and how we're going to expect to play. Um, but to, I think to the credit, should we have made subs before the 65-minute mark? I don't think so. I'm a little bit up in the air about it. In hindsight, it was fine by me. 65 is fine um but at 76 you then go into full deserve ball um and you get that equalizer which is you know obviously fantastic uh and then obviously that that happens and you, you've got matoma making a fall out of trent he gets a yellow card as well for his troubles um and suddenly you find yourself at 3-3 with like um pierre is saying in the chat with Litchi. The first, the first ever Brighton hat trick in, in the Premier League for for one. Um, people can correct me if I'm wrong in that, but I saw it on Twitter and I thought I'd take it. Um, but also, only the third opposition player to score a hat trick at Anfield ever. Pretty good, isn't it? We'll, we'll take that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the change that happened here again is it. We do have the gift of hindsight, not to to, to go on about that too much, but it. If that had happened a little bit earlier, it might not have resulted in the same outcome. And I to, to to go two up, then go three two down, and to still have the cojones to actually come out and, and get the point back is is credit to is really credit to the team and and their how formidable they are. Um, I did panic with the the Trent free kick that was given. By the way, not a foul, stupid. Like well, but barely touched whoever it was that went down and grace was, grace Fabinho and uh, just like come. But the ref was so bad all day. He really was. He was might as well have been wearing red. So um, let's let's go into that because I think when we, we were obviously talking during the game and after that twenty five minute mark, you started to see those those measly fouls and it started with the Estepinian yellow card where it's like well that's silly um, 
And then you start seeing a few refereeing decisions that are a little bit awry, shall we say. Um, VAR aside, you know, we've, we've covered that. But a lot of fouls that weren't fouls given today, and, and you felt this is going to be one of those days, especially when they came out of the block so quickly in the second half. Um, referee didn't have a good game today. <laughs> no, I mean, the fact that he just sort of ignored his linesman right in the first half and, and the Liverpool got a corner out of what was an offside move. So we should have had a free kick. Instead, he lets the play continue and then gives them a corner. If we concede from that, I mean, what are you, what are you doing? Um, it, it, was, it was a string of silliness that really was sort of encapsulated for me right back at, in, like we talked about, that, that silly yellow card that you get for a delayed throwing in 28 minutes into the game. <laughs> um, but he, that, that set out a store for what he was about, really. There was Dunk going down in, in their penalty area in the first half as well, which I, Van Dyke was way too heavy on him. I could easily see that given as a penalty. Um, just a string of, of, of weird decisions from the referee. And I don't really remember any where it felt like we were got fortunate on a decision. They were stonewall if, if it was a foul from a Liverpool player. And for us, it was any slight doubt there. The Anfield crowd got on the ref. It's like, oh, yes, probably a foul. There you go. You have it. Serious. Yeah, there was, and there was a, I think it's very obvious when they get fouls that we're not and that they're, they're very carbon copy and and, and I'm not singling this game out. I think we, we can all talk about top six bias and, and bits and pieces and we can agree or disagree. That's, that's fine. Um, but my, my issue when it, when it becomes so blatant and obvious where you see something happen to a Liverpool player and the free kick is given, something happens to us and it's not given. There's a clear change in mentality or ethos there. Um, or it's just simply missed or for whatever reason, he's like you said, being, enticed by the crowd to make and, and reinforce a decision. So, um, you know, home fans and everything like that, but the referee should not be swayed by that. And it, it seemed like he was today. Yeah, I would say it's a top four bias, but we're the top four club. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure what's gone on there. Uh, well, yeah, clearly, yeah. Has, clearly hasn't looked at the, the league table. Yeah, he needs an update, doesn't he? Season. We need to, Someone needs to show the Premier League table and be yeah. like, come on, mate, get on, get on our what's, side. What's his Twitter handle? Come on. Um, so uh, I was gonna, I was gonna quickly say as well. The other thing that really stood out to me, if we just lobbed some stats in, my dog's just going nuts in the background. By the way, so just enjoy that. <laughs> He's excited about the result. Um, six shots from us, six shots on target. When's the last time we did that? When's the last time a hundred percent of our shots were on target? That's. I mean, I did not know that, um, but that's incredible, isn't it? And I, I think we, we mentioned the. the a clinical element to us, um, especially in the first 20 minutes. But you thought that's just a unicorn 20, 25 minutes because we're not used to that. Um, that doesn't happen to us. Um, but today, you you pick your chance and you make it count. You know, that, that's a that's a difference that we're seeing, not not because of Deserby. That, that's the thing we're seeing this season in general, right? We're, we're seven games in. Um, we're taking our chances when they come up. Uh, and it was clearly seen today like you said if, if we had six shots and all of them were on target we made Allison work today and he, uh, he got his money's worth today uh very impressive he was very very good uh and, and yeah different scenario and we 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 win that game soundly if, if Allison wasn't so so good and maybe Sanchez doesn't you know punch Super Saiyan <laughs> in the back of uh you know Webster um, should we do we play the match? Yeah, it's, it, I mean, this is a fun one, right? Because it, it's it can it's it's obviously one person, but it it could be honourable mention to a number. And uh, I'm I'm interested to what you think. Who are you, who are you throwing out there outside I, of the inevitable Trossard? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you mentioned Welbeck. I think his his play over the course of this whole season and some of you know, most of last season as well. He's so good at just being that connection between the oncoming five in midfield and, and himself. Uh, he's hold up play. Some of his touches today were genuinely unbelievable. Uh, so being able to sort of fizz those passes in. And I think I saw a difference today where those passes were faster. They were they were fizzed into players and they're, they're being it's clearly a message to say, let's move the ball faster. Let's take our time in the build-up. But when you want to pass, pass it quick. Uh, some of them were rifled into him and, and be able to take that down. I saw one in the, the second half, which was just outrageous. Um, so Welbeck was 
very good. Um, I thought Caicedo had a good game as well. I thought he was everywhere. And he's setting a very dangerous precedent for me because I'm now expecting a seven and a half game out of 10 every time because he is so consistently that good. Um, so rarely, rarely makes a mistake to go to Anfield and to put on, you know, a, I say a controlling performance, but, you know, to be able to do the job that he did and be everywhere, uh, very combative, shall we say. Uh, so Welbeck and Caicedo get some honourable mentions from me. Um, and Solly March, he he done three different positions today, uh, set up a very good goal, put in a couple of lovely crosses for Welbeck to, to head on target. Um, Deserby said he's going to be one of the key players and you could see that today. I thought I thought he was really good. We're we're at risk of naming every player in the team here, but I'll continue it. Yeah, um, I just yeah, I just went for three, and then you've got another three. Uh, when that, we haven't said Trossard because obviously that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, and Pierre in the chat's gonna lob Veltman out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's a bad shot either. Veltman was 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 very strong defensively with a very difficult task. Um, three tackles, two interceptions, seven clearances from Joel Veltman. Uh, and it felt like that, right? If those stats, if you saw that with your eyes, like he was very, very good. It, yeah, um, he had three different jobs today as well. You have to, you have to say he went up against three different Liverpool players today. Um, two fresh people. Uh, you had Diaz. You you had uh, Shorter come on and then switch to the left. You had Carvalho in the in the first half. He, he right. had to he had to mix it up today and be against three very different players. So that's a good shout. Uh, is a good one. I, I, yeah, I agree with you on Welbeck. Welbeck was just, just superb. Um, McAllister just didn't make a big deal out of his role, but he's obviously he's been on international duty. 93.5% pass accuracy on 65 touches. Um, followed relatively closely by, by Moises Caicedo. Just, um, that pivot is just a, a dream for Deserby. And uh, as you say, the expectations are so high now, not with just Caicedo, but with McAllister for me. Um, I'm going to say two more players and then we'll have rounded out, what, eight, nine, nine players? I think the only people we're not actually going to mention at this point, really, probably Sanchez, Duncan, Webster, and, and maybe Estupinian. <laughs> yeah. But I thought Estupinian was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pascal, not Pascal's greatest game either. But um, the other two for me, Matoma... If Matoma didn't come in, we do not get a point. Uh, he was uh, a thrilling watch for the time he was on the pitch. But yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I give him a hard time when, when uh, because of his ceiling. And I know that sounds so harsh, but Solly was very, very, very good today. And talk about having to go up against different scenarios like Veltman. Solly played right wing back. And then he played right midfield in a 4-4-2. Then he played left back. Um, and he was good in every one of those positions. He created the second goal with a, a marvellous touch. Uh, that was the best you'll see out of Solly. Like that's that's peak peak March. And he was very, very good in a very big game. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the uh, Zerbi's outright, you know, sort of called him as one of his key players alongside Trossard, Welbock, Gross. You know, those sort of players that we can we can build around. Um but you obviously inevitable man of the match is Leo Trossard, who just goes from strength to strength and just being more consistent, more clinical. How long are we going to keep hold of him if he keeps doing this? Well, we just triggered a what, one year extension in his contract. Uh, so is, um, <laughs> yeah, what's he even, I'm trying to bring up the, um, the stats for it. What's he on goal wise already this season? Because, you know, th- I mean, I, a hat trick helps, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's five and four, right? So um, we'll have a look at the top scorers. He's on, yeah, five goals this season already and um, played seven. Five goals, one assist. Watch out, Erling. With a, a goal conversion of 45%. Yeah. That's, um, I still can't believe Erling Haaland has 11 goals. Um, that is that's really not okay. But yeah, he's just been he's been so good. Uh, he's been so so good. A, a, a goal every 117 minutes. But he's only he's only had 11 shots. His conversion rate is 45, um, percent which is the highest out of anyone on this chart that I'm looking to uh, looking at. That's a self respecting quote unquote forward player in the Premier League. Erling Haaland's shot goal conversion rate is 42 percent just for context. 
um, and Harry Kane's is 37%. So if you want to talk about being clinical and taking advantage of the chances that you've been given, Trussard is currently playing the best football of his career. Uh, and, and long may it continue. And, and again, the versatility of this team as well is that the first few games of those, he was playing left wing back. Um, yeah. So to, to be able to be on five goals and one assist from seven games, playing at left wing back for half the time and as a as a outright forward for the rest, um, you can extrapolate those figures as much as you want on seven games, but he's he's incredible right now. Yeah, I, there's this. I don't know how much more we can sort of wax lyrical about about Trossard. Just just keep keep doing what you're doing, mate. And I, and I think we'll we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully more of it. Um, and I really I really want to see us soon start a game with Matoma, uh, Welbeck, and and Trossard as that as that front three, um, and Gross sat in the middle uh, behind Welbeck. That's it's Kaiseido, McAllister sat at the back. Just God. It's a bit of a fever dream, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, when when you do look at that, and I think obviously Matoma and Trossard are directly fighting for the same spot, essentially. But what do you think about Trossard maybe playing on the right or somebody else being on the right? I think last week we called out, I mean, Solly March aside, because I think, he, again, he was excellent today, but we do need some competition for that right midfielder spot. Um, I mean, did one of those flip over? I think so, and this is the problem. We've now we're now in an area where I, we've got too many players for some of these attacking positions. That we, and we've discussed this a bit, but I know yes, we talked about this maybe a shortage on the right side. But trust, trust us for me, sort of can play anywhere um, at, at this point. Uh, you can't drop March because of how well he's playing. So we, we've got too many players for the positions. The only reason we could get that whole crew on at a certain point was because SG Pinion was on the bench and March was playing left back. If not, you've got one too many for that grouping of players that all need to be starting for me. Um, that's great. That is a great problem. But I, I, I still, I think you'll slow roll Matoma because of the impact he has off the bench and how... I don't think any defender after playing 60, 70 minutes wants to see that guy dance around them and put in crosses. And I think he'll continue, Deserby should continue to capitalise on that change of pace. Um, so for the time being, I would imagine we'll still see, we'll still see the the standard, you know, Trust, Trust, Welbeck and, um, and uh, Marsh on the right. Um, but we also might see, depending on Gross, I know he's been amazing in recent memory, but any of those players for me, especially Trosser, could drop back into that semi-number 10 role, if you will, or number eight, depending on your perspective, and, and do a job there um, if he needs to go off and he needs to only play, you know, 65, 70 minutes a game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a couple more takeaways um, just around, we, we unfortunately singled out the, the main, I guess, Dunk, Webster, Sanchez today around sort of defense. You're up against one of the most attacking teams in the league. So just take that as you will. Um, we need to see, well, I guess the improvements are going to come, right? And and that mentality is going to shift today. But they were against the very high press today. And, and there's there's very few teams that can actually deal with that. So um, just because we haven't singled them out as honorable mentions, I still think they did a good job today. Um, and, you know, some of the, the last minutes sort of, dish tackles and and being able to play out the back. Webster's going to be integral to to the way that we sort of pass out the back because he is so good with his feet as well. So um, although we didn't single them out, they were okay. And I think Sanchez's save from from Trent's free kick as well is, you know, again, just an amazing shot stopper. Yeah, I agree. We're not judging them too harshly. Just we're, we're purely not saying that they were um, amazing like a lot of the other players were today. Um I, I'm not too worried there. This was, as you say, you don't play Liverpool at Anfield every every week. And outside of City, uh, they're, they're the side that I'm most... I know it's weird because we've had decent results against them, some decent results, but they're the side that terrifies me the most, um, even if they're in a bad run of form, just because of that style of pressing. Um, but, you know, it all gets easier because we now get to host... Uh, Spurs at home next week are uh, coming off the back of getting mullered by Arsenal. Mm, yeah. So it's moving on to that, I actually 
one more one more little stat just to throw in for Josh. Uh, we were low on the X. <laughs> we were low on the XG today. Uh, one one point two eight for our from our three goals from one point two eight. Deserbi's cracked it. Yeah. Uh, masterclass as we say uh so yeah. uh yeah the streak is over and um, but yeah we, we move on to to spurs um who obviously uh didn't do too well today uh against their their rivals uh they're going to look for a bounce back next week aren't they yeah and uh let's not do arsenal any discredit arsenal look really good i know they're they that, really do that blip again was it against united wasn't it where they sort of weirdly lost um Arsenal look good. They look a good side. Uh, Spurs, they had an unfortunate, weird sending off. If we're going to be talking about harsh refereeing decisions, that, that was that strange. Red card on Emerson Royale was a little bit much, wasn't it? Um, a, it was a straight red, wasn't it? Uh, the, yeah, straight red. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, straight red just sort of, sort of just stumped him a little bit on the ankle. Not great. But um, yeah, it, this will be a tough one. Um the the way that that, that Conte sets things up uh, is going to mean that they will push on. They're going to get wide. They'll re- they'll rely on balls into the box. We know what Son and Kane can do if they're on their on their game. To, you know, on the day defensively. I mean, oh yeah, they've obviously conceded three goals today, but they've been relatively good defensively. Spurs under under Conte, just the way he has them set up. Um, it would be an interesting test, this one, for De Zerbi. Uh, again, I think, as we all agreed, I say I'm speaking for the whole Brighton and Hove fan base here, but I think everyone semi-agreed, right? De Zerbi coming in, you, we're not going to judge him massively over the over the course of this, this run of games because they I, are so tough. I think you give him until the World Cup, really. Um, yeah. You know, they, this, this is such a, a strange season for a new manager to come in as well at the time that he has because you, you've got... 10 games in the space of a month and a half to, to try and rotate your players um, make sure that you get results. And statistically, we've got the second worst run of games um, bar Man United to, to come into as a, as a brand new manager. So, you know, today is going to be a lot off his, off his shoulders. I, I think he's going to take a lot of positives with that and, and start with a really good result and, and means to go on. Um it, it keeps us fourth, and um, barring a Man United win, we'll, we'll stay there for for this this game week. Shall we? Say? They can't um, be City, so, surely. There's um, no way. I mean, I don't know, but well, I guess we'll see. Um, I'm banking on a Harlan hat trick for my FPL team, but uh, apart from yeah, that, you and um, me and everyone else. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, we'll, we'll see about that. It leaves us fourth, seven games, uh, six goal difference, and. It keeps on moving, doesn't it? Um, it's, it's a very good start to the Deserbi era. A really good start. And it was also, you know, the, the the results that happened around us. I say around us. The sides that at least I've got my eyes on for the long term in the season, assuming we don't finish in the Champions League places. Uh, you know, Palace lost. Bournemouth and Brentford shared a point. Um, Fulham. New, Fulham lost. Uh, Southampton lost. So there's... It was a good string of results there as well. Uh, we're sitting really pretty right now. Anything we get out of this Spurs game will be uh, just great. But then we face Brentford and, and Forest, and and those are the ones in this tough run before you you go and play at City and at home to Chelsea. They're the ones where you want four points. You want four points from those two fixtures, and anything else you get from these others is a bonus. And we got a bonus today in that point. Like I said, um, you know, to, to go two 0 up and, and get a point, you know, you, you can twist that any way you like, but that that's a free hit of a game away to Anfield. And and to show the mental toughness to go three two down after being two 0 up and to still grab a point, um, the manager's gonna be proper happy with that. Um so yes. we'll see as we go on. Um, like I said, the rest of the rest of the fixtures, uh Spurs will get that out of the way. For me personally, that's also a free hit. I think we can go and yep. try and play our game as long as we're competitive. I don't mind. Um, like you said, it's those two games after where we need to get four at least out of the six. We'll see. But hey, this was a great start. Uh, the overall runner form, you, look, we're fourth in the table and it's it's October. What else do you want, Brighton fans? Another shout out for Deserby's little dance on on the equaliser <laughs> too. Uh, if you if you haven't seen that, uh, he's, he's given us a nice, little, a nice little step there. So uh, yeah, 
Um, it's going to be very different in the dugout, isn't it? Yeah, just a bit. I mean, uh, it's 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 going to be fun. I mean, we the, the the difference being that we we reacted to any time Potter really showed some emotion, right? When he, we brought like, the fans or shout seagulls in the in the you know outside the stadium, but we've got ourselves a, a maniac now, and we're going to see some mania. We went off on the referee at one point in the first half, but um, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Uh, and if we get some points along the way in the next few games, then then superb. But uh, yeah, I think that's. I, I just remembered his little touch in the first half as well. If you if you miss that, I didn't see a, it. There's a full replay out there. Um, yeah, he's brought he's brought that down and just caught it. Um, so yeah, I mean, bring him on. It's the little things, isn't it? I think even the commentator said, "Get your boots on." So uh, yeah, why not? But against this against his compatriot next week as well, and um, so that'll also be fun. Conte and Deserbi on, on opposing dugouts is uh, must-watch TV. It's must-watch TV. Uh, or ideally, if you can see it in person uh, at the Amex, I'm jealous of you uh, because I would like to be in earshot of what on earth those two crazy boys say to one another. <laughs> cool. I think that's it for today, unless you've, you've got anything else, I guess. I think that no, I think that's it. Hey, look, sorry if if we were all over the place with it without our our fearless leader. Um, mm. But uh, Josh will be Josh will be back next time, uh, and uh, yeah, we leave you with a point at Anfield and a Leo Trossard hat trick. Think about that one. Sounds like a good start to the weekend for us and 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 for for the rest of you as well. So uh, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the point, and and yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. Catch you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you.